Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today, we're going to talk about bias, and we're going to talk about it in our daily lives. Instead of overcomplicating it, we're going to peel it back and talk about what does it even look like? Because I think there are so, I don't think, I know, myself included, there are a lot of us who are just trying to peel this apart right now and understand what it is, what it isn't, how do we become aware of it? And so it's a, it's a topic that I'm having with a lot of leaders and a conversation. And so I wanted to bring Ari on. So Ari Odaya, she's the founder of the Social Impact Identification Technologies, otherwise known as SID. Um, she's brilliant in this space. And I knew she would be open and honest and, and bold with us in really how we think about this, but in a productive way. So, so Ari, thanks for being here today and for, for sharing your wisdom. Thank you, Jamie. I'd love for you to start and just share your story, because as you know, this podcast is about leaders sharing their truth, right? How they got to where they are. And just like me, Mm -hmm. your story hasn't been this beautiful paved path, straight line. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Sure. Um, First, I'd like to start by thanking you for using your platform to build awareness and drive change um, in regards to the biases and injustices that have been occurring. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Ariel Dye. I am the, found, the founder and chief uh, visionary officer at SID Technologies, where um, we are applying big data and emerging technologies to evaluate, uncover, and correct the influence of unconscious, unconscious human biases on our decision making and communication. Um, so, my story or my journey. Um, I guess I'm a, I consider, I identify as a Nigerian American. Uh, my older brother and I migrated to the States um, during our form, formidable years. Um, that time in my youth was very exciting and challenging. As you can imagine, um, I was navigating um, old to new world uh, uh, and languages and doing so without my mother, um, actually. Um, I received my BA in cinema and television with a focus on um, electronic media management from the University of California, Northridge, followed by a stint in Hollywood before being spat out into entrepreneurship um, by way of survival. Um, The idea of SID is really inspired by my lived experience in the workforce, Um, you know, uh, Michael Brown, Sandra Black, um, Kaepernick taking a knee, uh, my experience um, with Collectively Digital, which is um, a digital marketing agency that I also lead, um, my engagement in the 2018 Super Bowl um, that took place in Minneapolis, as well as the 2019 um, NCAA Final Four Championship Games. Um, all this was taking place at the height of Black Lives Matter and the Black Excellence Movement. So um, that's a bit about my journey to SID. And there's so many other complicating factors. You need to write a book in there, <laughs> but, but you really, I mean, everyone that's on here, right? Your journeys is what defines you, but it also defines yeah. what success means to you. And I just love that your journey has been, has been not easy, right? And, and so many of your experiences, what we won't go into in the corporate space, 
that led you to wanting to be part of the solution instead of just talking about the problem. And that's why I have so much respect for you personally. So I want you to, you're on the superpower success podcast. So before we dive into this topic, I need to know what a superpower is that you have that you feel has really contributed to getting you to this point. (laughs) Wow. Um, If you'd asked me this question a few years ago, I'd probably say empathy. Um, But while I'm emotional about a great um, many issues, I'm starting to learn that it may actually be will, if that makes sense. Um, One of my uh, advisors was just telling me that he was pretty impressed with um, how far I've taken Sid. Uh, I met him at um, the 2019, fall of 2019 at my uh, at startup week, which was my, the second time I attended startup week. Um, and, um, we had initially had our meeting, uh, our one-on-one right before COVID. And at that time, Sid was still very much an ideation. Um, so, and, you know, just this week, I took time to reflect on really what that meant, right? Like how far did I really come? Um, so, and I, have, I don't think I really have put much thought into it. I've been just driven by um, building the software and, and, and um, starting to actually drive some change. Um, so I would say will, the will, my willpower would be um, my superpower. And I love that you talk about like a couple of years ago, it might've been something different. And that's really normal yeah. because our superpowers are strengths that we really, we put time into, we put energy into because it feels natural. And so those can be developed over time. And and I get a lot of questions about the podcast and that's why I ask leaders to share because people are like, I don't know my superpowers. And the answer is they're there. It's just that you don't identify them with a word, right? You don't know exactly what they are and your job is to find them and they, they evolve, right? Which I, so I love that you feel like yours have evolved. So I want to dive into this topic around bias. Um, I want you to talk about just the idea. So break it down a little bit for us, why it's important for everyone to understand and how as leaders do we need to be thinking about this in our organizations? Sure. That's a, that's a really great question, Jamie. Um, I think leaders need to understand that biases are, you know, one, they're set of beliefs, right, that are learned, often we learn them as children, and they can influence our decision making. Um, Many people are unconscious of their biases and how they show up in their day to day. Um, We all have biases. As a woman of color, I'm not immune. Um, I want to make that clear. Um, I I, I personally begin by examining the language I use and um, my communication style. Um, unconscious bias about age, race, sex, and sexual orientation, just to name a few, are split-second decisions that we might not even realize we're making. Um, they can determine choices that we that about who we work with, how we work together, um, who gets opportunities and who don't, um, and how we handle challenging situations and conversations. Why do you think that some people struggle with this more than others? Because what I've seen is there's some leaders who are maybe more conscious, right? The terms mm-hmm. that you use to it and some aren't. Why is that? 
Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, that many biases are learned set of beliefs and behaviors, right? So we're mostly unaware of these, right? Um, and it's hard to address practices and habits that we've developed over a span of time and that we're oblivious to or unwilling to recognize. You know, first we need to recognize, accept that there is a problem with, you know, our behavior or mindset or thought, right? Before we can actually um, take any actions to change. So you used a word in there that I think is really interesting. And we talk about, we talk about judgment a lot and and softening Mm -hmm. the edges of our judgment. And that comes from learning and Mm -hmm. understanding, right. And being curious and seeking to understand and learn something that's not that you don't already know, right. It wasn't part of how you were raised and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with how you were raised, but, but you have to be open to it. And you said the unwillingness to recognize, and it feels to me like that is the, the two tracks that are happening mm-hmm. right now, right? The yeah. divide that is happening is the people who are willing and like myself, sometimes still dumb in a lot of these areas, self, you know, will admit I'm, I'm still learning. And then the people who are just now are aware, but are unwilling. Right. And how are you seeing that show up in, in the work you do and, and just in, in exactly. your environment, the leaders that you work with? How are, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? The willingness and unwilling, like the, the people who are now aware and are doing mm-hmm. something about it and the ones that are aware and are choosing not to, that unwillingness to recognize it. How are they showing up and- in, in, in... Yeah, why is that happening? Like, I, I'm just curious as to your perspective. I, I think it's hard for people to, to recognize their bias and change because they aren't, there, there isn't any tool um, that exists to assist people with this problem, right? And there's a certain level of um, there's a certain level of perspective and empathy that is needed for you to have that willingness, right? Right. So if, if someone's surrounding themselves with the same people, exactly. right? they're, they're not venturing out, they're not learning about other cultures. That's kind of what's keeping us in that place. It's almost validating. Well, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of, we, we want to be accepted. We, we tend to gravitate to people that look and think like us, like you said, right. And without that diverse perspective, which is really important in the workforce, right diverse perspective, um, we're unable to um, recognize others' experiences, others' truth, and maybe others is not a word, but all groups, right? We're, we're unable to really understand each other. And that's why it feels like right now, to get in a little different topic, but I feel like we are in such an empathy deficit. <laughs> right. That's the best way that yeah. I know how to describe it is right. just so stuck in what we believe that we can't even see the possibility that there right. could be something else there. And, and that's exactly why my team and I are working on a solution to help us all be more mindful about our communication, our decision-making, and we're harnessing the intuitive power of machine learning to uncover, educate, and guide, um, facilitate, and facilitate equitable outcomes, right? Because we need 
it, it, it's, it's kind of ironic because we're using technology to bring the humanity back into the way we live, right? So, so it's really just, it, it's really just driving that empathy with, through education. You know, Sid and a lot of the work that I'm doing is really rooted in education. Once we are aware, we can then make the conscious decision to unlearn and change. Will you just give a brief overview? I mean, I've been talking to you a lot about this. Just give just a high level overview of SID and, and what you're trying to do in that in the workplace to, to help with this. Um, sure. Um, our first iteration of SID is really focused on um, language, right? So think grammarly for bias. Um, with my experience in the, the television and um, film world, um, and we're our first market, we're focusing on the media and advertising um, industry with our first iteration of the tool, because we believe that there's a huge influence in the way um, we communicate, you know, and we represent um, various different cultures, right? Um, especially in that space. And much of that perpetuates the issues that we are experiencing socially today. So the brands we look up to, the brands that we pay attention to, um, un- some unconsciously are doing this is what you guys yeah. in your- for, for, for example, um, you know, a, a luxury brand took a very offensive um, turtleneck to market, right? Um, and that in itself speaks volumes of the lack of diversity within that um, and within that organization because um, there were no checkpoints or um, no one at the design table marketing or legal flat that product as potential risk of bias, you know. Um, or no one felt empowered enough to flag that or speak up. So um, how are we empowering ourselves and our colleagues, our employees to um, be more mindful about those things? Right. And I think this is, you know, what, again, what I love about what you guys are doing is you're providing the awareness. I'm going to keep going back to, right, that you're, you're, you're creating the awareness and then people have to make their own decisions. Right. They do with that awareness. But I think that is the, the thing that's holding a lot of leaders back right now is we right. don't know how to get the awareness. And so we, that we're going to, Right. Because we're, we're going to ask the wrong questions or we're going to say it the wrong way. And it's going to be cancel culture and right. Or businesses are going to do it the wrong way. And what, right. what I love about your perspective and your approach is you are willing to say, we know you're not going to ask it in the right way. We know you're not going to be perfect. Right. And how you do this, but we want to turn the mirror and help mm-hmm. you understand. Exactly. And, you know, we're, 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 using emerging technology, right, to, and we're using it to tool, um, to provide you with a, a, a tool for your day-to-day, right, um, for creatives out there in the, in the media industry, 
you know, how are you assessing your content for bias right now? You know, many of them are, you know, either putting committees together um, to review content or, um, or they are um, relying on data, right? Um, and there's, there are certain nuances within data um, that about culture that you're not going to get, right? So data does not um, necessarily reflect culture. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Right. And so we're, you're doing this work and you clearly your target is right. Bigger businesses and, and helping. And then hopefully down the road, right. There, there's a tool that can get to more of the kind of the, the average leader like me. Mm -hmm. um, but if someone's listening and saying, I'm aware, like I know in my heart, in my gut that, that there's something here I need to learn. What's the simplest way for them to walk towards this? Is it a book? Is it, is there somebody they should be listening to? Is it like, like how, what do you, where do you suggest they start? Well, first I need, I need to make, make it clear that I don't claim to be an expert, a DEI expert or have any specific training in that space. Um, my work and perspective are influenced, as you mentioned earlier, by my lived experience. Um, additionally, I follow and reshare content from some incredible DEI professionals uh, with skin in the game, right? And, and invest in my education. Um, if you're listening, um, congrats. I feel like you've started that process in, in, in getting in doing better, right? Um, I suggest that you continue this process. Um, follow me um, at um, the real area um, and follow the work that we're doing at SID, um, SIID Technologies, um, I'm sorry, tech across um, social and subscribe to our, um, our updates via SID.ai. Um, uh, there was a book that was recently, I'll recommend this book. There was a book that I recently, um, that was recently recommended to me called Dare to Lead. I don't know if you've heard of. Yep. Renee Brown. Yep. Uh, yes. And, um, you know, the, the DI professionals that I follow, and if you go, if you connect with me on LinkedIn and just look at my posts, you'll see a lot of reshares um, from those um, individuals. Um, follow them, right? Um, follow those DEI experts because they have mastered the art of ha having these very dis difficult conversations. What I've learned in this process is, um, and I think you hinted to this earlier, like people are uncomfortable. White people are, are afraid that they're gonna be labeled as racist and, and people of color are afraid to speak up because they're going to literally lose their livelihood over it, right? Yeah. So we're, we're trying to navigate this space of political correctness, but yet we're not having real conversation about the problem. So if we can't have real conversations about the problem without the fear of, of these things, how are we going to actually address the problem? Right. So we need to have real conversations. Um, and I don't know that, um, I don't know that, you know, how you mitigate this fear of, of the call out, right, right now, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but we hope to be able to resolve that through uh, the, the solutions that we're building. And in a very small way, very small, right? Just mm-hmm. us having this conversation right. opens the door. And it, it's not just this conversation. It's more of these, right? Yeah. But I, I think it's going to be leaders that step out and say, hey, I, I don't understand all of this. I'm going to ask some dumb questions, but here's yeah. what I want to know. Be and, comfortable you know, with that. Like really get comfortable in not knowing, like accept the fact that you don't know. And and quite honestly, I think by accepting that fact, right, um, you open yourself to a lot. You're more receptive to others' experience and perspective, right? And you'll have that empathy. You'll begin to build that empathy and the desire to 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 change that experience right and i think for people that are listening right the 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 idea of these conversations is not to negate everything you've ever known and that you've been wrong your whole lives or to change all of your beliefs to something else it's to have you realized that there's judgment you hold that needs to be softened Right, mm-hmm. that you that you need to change some of that. It doesn't mean you throw it all away. And I think that's where people are stuck in this. Like you're telling me everything I've ever known because I grew up in the Midwest and I'm white is wrong, and and that's not the message at all. Right? They're missing it entirely. Yeah, and- it, that is absolutely not the message. But I challenge this. I, I challenge your your audience with this. What if it is wrong? Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Let that just sink in. What what if it is wrong? What if your lens isn't wide enough? What if your lens isn't wide enough? What if what you learned is wrong? What if what you know is wrong? Um, I mean, let's, let's, let's just, you know, what if, what if that is the case, then what? Like, so what? Right. Yeah. What I guess I would I would ask I would want to know my question to you, Jamie, is those in your network that you've spoken to that have that specific fear. What is the fear about? Really though, like, is it? Yeah. What is the fear about? Like, if you're wrong, you're wrong, right? Like, that's what is right. Fear? But but how do I fix it? Because if I realize that if I get to a point where I realize I'm wrong, mm-hmm. my family was wrong, my upbringing, you, you know, the, uh, it, that's a heavy burden. And then people don't know how to climb out of that hole. That's it's what not, I'm it's, sensing. It's not a hole. I guess maybe the way to look at it, it's not a hole for you to climb out of. The hole in the situation is the experiences of those groups, right? That's the hole. Yeah. So there's no hole for you to climb out of really. And, you know, from, from that, because it's not about you, right? Like, does that make sense? It's not about you, the individual. I love that right now you are unpeeling layers for me. I mean, this is real. Like you're, you're showing me that like, Oh, I'm looking at it from the wrong perspective. Right. And it's not about you. It's not about blaming you personally. It's not about, you know, Mm -hmm. That's something everybody needs to hear, right? This conversation is not about blaming one side or the other. 
Right. It's about us being willing to have the conversation and to challenge what we thought was right. Right. And to evolve our mindset for a better, um, for a better outcome, for more inclusive experiences, right? Because we're, right now, there's a whole conversation around mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this discussion that we're having has a direct, direct correlation to mental health of our society. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is, this is a big piece of it. It is, it is mm-hmm. right. I love you, girl. You are doing big things. You are making a big dent in in what you're doing with Sid. So you gave us the places, and we'll make sure include those in the podcast notes, the places people can follow you, connect with you. They can follow Sid, um, follow you on Insta and all the places so that they can get exposed to those, to the DEI experts and to the people that really know this space. Any other wisdom, any other, anything else that you want to share before we wrap today? Um, yeah, I guess if you're interested, um, in learning more, um, and if you're specifically a decision maker in the media advertising, um, or business operation, um, ERG space, I'd like to hear from you personally. Um, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and, um, Jamie, maybe you can share my email address. Yep. Um, with everyone as well. Um, I would love to hear from you. And we're um, planning on having some closed um, beta test groups and would love to um, engage you in that. Perfect. And, and, and this is where it starts is it, you're a startup, right? But you're a startup with a, a cause and a right. purpose. And, and the only way that Aerie and these solutions get to where they need to be to, to truly transform and drive the conversations that we need is if you have support, right? From the community. Yes. And so that was part of getting this message out there too, is that you get that support. We start to show the case studies, right? And what yes. it can do and how it can help because that's when the, the ball really gets rolling. So yes. thank you for being here. Thank you for your honesty and and for being willing to have this conversation in a productive way. Um, Jamie. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And, and to the listeners, you know, each one of these podcasts is, is not meant to transform your life. It's meant to shift your perspective one notch, right? We, we just want you to think differently to maybe that next interaction with somebody is just a little different. Maybe your day is a little bit more bright because you feel like there's an answer that somebody's working on these things that we all struggle with. And so it's meant to just uplift you to give you the energy that you need to go out and do more good in the world the whole purpose. So thanks to Ari. Thanks to all of you for continuing to engage in this community. It means a ton to me. um, And it means a ton, I think, to our growth in society. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.